gamers welcome back to episode two of the time attack gaming podcast i am joined once again by my co-host josh statics hello and uh yeah we've already added another segment to our podcast uh we really hope you guys enjoyed episode one we got a ton of positive feedback um and if you want to provide more feedback we're going to get into that at the end of our podcast so stay tuned for that um we have a new introductory segment we're going to talk about what we've been playing this past week between last podcast and now, uh, we got a ton of interesting news stuff coming up. Um, we're going to talk about what we think is the best video game sequel of all time and much more. Stay tuned and we're going to get right into what we've been playing this past week. So if you made it past our intro, this is the opening segment of our show where we talk about what games we've been playing the past week. And Josh, I'm actually really curious to hear what you've been playing. You've been playing multiplayer, single player. What's been going on? Indie, AAA? Okay, so there's been two games I've been playing. Uh, single player wise, I've been playing the crap out of Spider-Man, uh, the 2018 remaster on the PS5. I'm right. enjoying it. I'm having a great time. Um, it, 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 it's... I, I I really like everything I'm seeing so far, and uh, the story is pretty cool. I'm just going around to the city, zipping around, web swinging, going to place to place, taking picture of famous <laughs> buildings based on real life places. How do you feel about uh, the Mary Jane missions? Oh God! <laughs> uh, so about that is it's just I, I, why it's, it's it's like you want to play spider-man to do these things but then it's like hey this is what i did like 10 minutes ago i don't care about what you did 10 minutes ago just tell me uh, right now i dude, don't need to <laughs> i would have loved to be in that developer meeting where that where whoever it was came up with the idea hey guys what if we stopped letting the player play as spider-man and spend time sneaking around slowly as a journalist yeah right she's a journalist do i have that right mm -hmm. or is Basically. she a photographer or something like that yeah, whatever she's a journalist. it is <laughs> dude she's a journalist so i gotta i gotta make a confession with spider-man um i was really enjoying the game and then i got to the first mary jane mission i got through it i reached out to one of my buddies and said god that was awful and they were like oh well there's more of that and i was like i'm done i'm done with the game i ne i did not pick it back up after oh, I heard really? there's more Mary Jane missions, I was like, I'm done, man. I mean, like I was enjoying it and like I by far the best part about the game is the web swinging. The combat's mm -hmm. cool, but it's not that different from something like Arkham. Like it's it's really Arkham-y, but um, you, you know, the web swing what, what, is awesome, though. The, the funny thing, because like people are saying I, I've been seeing some TikToks about people saying that Spider-Man is better than the Arkham games and. And, and I'm like, that is a reach. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 it, it, a reach. It, it, and I'm not even trying to be biased, but it's like I, if I'm comparing two games, or if I'm pairing, like I said, if I'm comparing the Batman Arkham City against Spider-Man 2018, yeah, I still think Batman Arkham City just is probably more of a better paced game. It's a lot of fun. You ain't got to worry about like. Hey, at least, you, at least you don't have to play Mary Jane. You can play Catwoman in certain segments and, and not be bored. <laughs> so does does um does Arkham City have any like Mary Jane segments where it's like you're forced to play these sections of the game that just no oh, one the wants cat, to? The, the Catwoman things, yeah. Okay, so so Asylum doesn't have any of that, right? No, nah, it's 
purely Batman through and through. And Knight has the awful driving segments. Yeah, I just I just like, wonder why the devs want to throw that shit in sometimes. Is it like they like, think they need to change the gameplay up? I think fan. Well, I think fans were well. The fans were like really wanting the, the Batmobile in it. It was like, oh yeah, you want the Batmobile? We gave you the Batmobile. But then, but then, but then they added tank segments to where you spend a lot of times like fighting a wave of the Arkham Knights, um, you know, militia, and you're just right. firing tank rounds at the tank rounds, and then like. When, when it happened the first time, it was cool, but after a while, it get you know you start to see like, oh my god, this is a repeated pattern, and you're like, I can't, you, you get tired of seeing that, and that was like one of the big, one of the few biggest criticisms about the game was just the take segments that people just did not like that. Over yeah. time, it, it got old real quick. Yeah, see, I would have been okay like with the Batmobile just showing up in between like transitions to go to different places or something like that. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't need any kind of driving in my Batman games. And I don't need any sort of stealth shit in my Spider-Man games. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm sure they're going to take it out for the sequel. I don't think Miles Morales had anything like that in it. Yeah. I also want to say uh, the other game I did play was A Way Out. I actually got the luxury, luxury oh, to play it with a friend. Nice. And I had a splendid good time. And it's just like, man, it's like it's not often we talk about couch co-op games, too. I know. Where Dying you breed. get to experience something with a friend and like talk some shit or just like, dude, what are you doing? You're like, no, I did this. <laughs> and it's like, you know, the back and forth. It's like, this yeah. is what, you know, couch co-op gaming was about. You're sharing a bond. You're having a moment with a friend. And, you know, I wish we have more of that often in video games. Period. We, we don't we don't get that much often these these, you know yeah not so much it's pretty much dead in the triple a space i mean indie developers of course like for a lot of those old school type things they're they're still carrying the torch but mm-hmm. um it's it's dead a lot in the big budget triple a space um and part of the reason is just because as as our resolutions get higher and and our requirements for frame rates get more demanding it's really mm-hmm. hard to have the same game running twice with your screen split it's it's just really tough to do that and i get it that's why a lot of times you see the couch co-op games like nintendo games stuff like that so mm-hmm. um, they still keep them alive <laughs> yeah they do uh i i similarly have been playing i've kind of been bouncing between two games one single player one multiplayer i've been okay. playing the shit out of the evil dead game and oh really oh yes, yeah i think i've seen you seen that it's good and um i didn't know a thing about evil dead before playing it and really i bought the game I became really interested in the characters in the franchise, and in a week, I watched all three of the original Evil Dead movies. Oh, that's so oh, I just started the show, Ash vs. Evil Dead. I'm going to watch the 2013 reboot at some point. Apparently, there's an Evil Dead movie coming out near the end of the year. Yep. And I am so on board. I love Ash Williams as a character. I think the Evil Dead video game released um, with crossplay that works an invite mm-hmm. system that works um the game seems finished uh it is a lot la- a little bit lacking in content but n- nothing crazy it's it's still entertaining and they have a they have a roadmap for free content including new maps i think that this game is going to do really well i mean it's it's been selling well it sold like half a million copies in five days for a double a game that's incredible oh that's, so, a, oh, that's not bad yeah i can't wait it's it's a it's a great game it's fun. And then I've been playing um, the DreadX Collection 5, which for those that aren't aware, uh, there's an indie dev publisher named DreadXP, and they 
oversee all kinds of different horror games. And every oh. once in a while, they release a collection called the Dreadx Collection. And this is, surprise, surprise, their fifth collection. And it's essentially like a hub world video game that includes like around 10 different indie horror games all made by different individual developers in the span of a of a certain limited amount of time so the first dreadx collection was like you have seven days to develop a horror game and they put like eight of them together so the concept is super cool i've been a massive fan since the first game and Mm. the developers were kind enough to put me on like a creator list for them so i've been playing the fifth one um, shout out to DreadXP for providing that. It's really cool. I have regular videos of the different games coming up on my TikTok channel. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. Love it. It's right up my alley. Oh man, I, I, I just wanted to go look it up and see what's about. This is so it's like it's like a like a collection of games. You're yes, saying? they're they're always a collection, and they're normally built around a different theme um, each time. It's like one one of the t- times the themes was like cute but scary. Ooh. And then another time um, they had uh, one of them was like kind of like Eldritch Horror type themed. There's there's different <laughs> themes that the developers kind of have to follow. This one I'm not really sure, um, but based off of the quality of what I've played so far, there's a good chance that the fifth collection might end up being the best. Um, oh, really? So... Currently, the best collection is the second one, Dreadx Two. It's got okay. by far the best hub world, um, and the games in there are really cool too. But dude, I've I'm like five games in to the twelve games in the fifth collection, and they've all been great. So I mean, that's that's pretty good so far. Um, I think the worst is the third collection. Personally, mm-hmm. I just really didn't like the hub world, and I didn't think many of the games in the collection were scary really <laughs> no yeah but again a lot of that is just you know completely subjective oh my god so yeah it's it's cool though and i cannot wait to get into more of it so yeah that's that's pretty much what i've been playing uh sounds like you've kind of been bouncing between two games as well oh yeah um, i'm it, this is nothing nothing but enjoying gaming so far so <laughs> yeah uh i've i've been pretty much playing only those two games um the past few weeks uh but a lot of the news from the past week has been not only interesting but kind of hilarious and i definitely want to get into that right now so stay tuned uh and we're going to talk about the multiverses trailer coming back right after this Welcome back to the second segment of the show. We're going to go over the news from this past week in the world of gaming, in the gamerverse, if you will. And uh, the first thing that I really want to talk about is that Multiverses trailer. For those that don't know, it's a Warner Brothers fighting game, kind of like Super Smash Bros. It's a platform fighter where they're bringing in all their different IPs, all their different franchises, and just having them beat the shit out of each other. So, Josh, you've seen the trailer. What were your thoughts? First off, we're not gonna say kind of. It, it, it's basically yeah, like yeah, yeah. Warner Brothers, Smash Bros. We're gonna call <laughs> it like inspired by. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw the trailer. It's um, I'm interested in seeing when the game drops. I think it's 
it's an interesting concept. Uh, I think what what intrigued me the most uh, after seeing the trailer, I, I don't know if they showed it, but I did see gameplay of it where they have like they have like the they call it the Ultra Instinct uh, Shaggy based on the <laughs> memes, and they actually turned the meme into an actual thing in the game, and I thought that was pretty cool. Dude, they've they've um, fully committed to it. They they have voice lines. Like yeah, I listened I to some of the that. voice lines from like Shaggy at one point goes like. I guess I'll have to use 2% of my power for this. And then Superman <laughs> will say something like Shaggy, you're, you're meddling with powers. You don't understand. And then Batman will say something like, uh, I'll have to keep a watch on you, Shaggy. Like you're, you know, they told me you were powerful, but this is insane or something like that. It's just like, so this isn't like, this is hardly even fucking Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. This is Shaggy from, the internet this is shaggy from twitter like ultra instinct super saiyan shaggy i just find that so funny and the devs are just like you know what the fans are gonna love this shit let's just let's just put it in i'm glad you like it too yeah i'm looking forward to it when it uh when it comes i think i signed up for the closed beta i don't know how how how's the cycle i probably need to check my email exactly but i've been seeing a lot of videos on the internet uh, especially with like the Batman, uh, like his idle animation where he just stands stills and his whole uh, character just turns into a black silhouette. That's awesome. But I thought it was cool. And then Superman has some lines. I just thought it was, for me, not only they have like the most talented voice actors like uh, Kevin Conroy, uh, George Newbern, and is it Tara Strong? She, yep, I think, I, I I'm think pretty so. sure it's her. I think it's pretty sure it's her. Like it they is. have the voice cast just go, it, it's, it's just, Let's me know that there is a big budget into it, so I'm I'm happy to yeah. see how this game is going to turn out. I, I can't wait. That's important. That's something that Nicktoons All Stars is missing, and I understand that Nicktoons All Stars was operating on a very different budget. So I'm not yeah. I, I I'm not being critical of the developers here. They only can work with what they're given. But in a character driven fighting game where you're bringing in all kinds of different IPs, we got to have those voices, man. That's part of that experience. It 100 yeah. is. Yeah, and it, it's it is cool. It may, may, kind of makes me wonder if, if there's if there's like any input from like NetherRealm Studios when they do like the uh, the fighting is Mortal Kombat. Yeah, like a lot of people. One of, one of the cool things about like Mortal Kombat, uh, even Injustice, uh, where they have characters have interactions with each other, is and then you see like an, an entire uh, videos of series of people having literally 30 minute videos about characters interacting with each other, which is kind of cool. Like it's, it's just one of those key quality of life things. Like it's not needed, but it's definitely appreciated when it happens. Absolutely. It gives your game so much more substance. And to see that it's like, Hey, Nintendo, maybe y'all should do that, but Hey, you know, they, they, they do their own thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I think Nintendo, they, they have their character interactions in the, the trailers like the the cgi trailers and stuff they release for new characters but not definitely not in the game itself besides no. super smash bros brawl obviously subspace emissary had a ton of that oh man <laughs> but the big thing i want to talk about with multiverses do you feel free to play is the right play here i don't know i, I won't it's know strange. until it's one of those things where it's like i won't know until i actually see it for myself because like I know when it comes to free to play games in general, it's like, oh my, it's just riddled with it with skins and stuff like that. I I, I don't know. I won't know until I see for myself. All yeah. I can say is, as long as it's not like games like uh, like Dead or Alive Five and Six, where 
you can literally pay a thousand dollars and you can have the whole entire skins for that. And he's like, Oh my God, you spend $60 for a game originally. <laughs> now the game became free to play. You mean to tell me that if I want to have everything, the skins and all that cool stuff, I got to pay a thousand dollars. That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think the play here for them is mm. to treat multiverses like a MOBA, like league of legends. Give, yeah. give, players the ability to either purchase or have access to the entire roster level right. the playing field completely if someone only cares about the gameplay and playing as the characters they like they can remain free to play so the game still has a healthy player base people are finding matches however yeah. i don't want to see any sort of customization of of moves or or stats in any way that that doesn't oh, yeah. belong in this kind of game Let's leave skins like if you want to have skins be like maybe like premium skins only purchasable purchasable with like actual currency. Sure. Go for that. No, yeah. no gameplay stuff. Treat it like a MOBA where you're you're paying good money for skins that are like rare and nice. But yeah, the core experience is available to all players. Right. As long as it's also too, if it's not like um not this is not not me throwing like games like Fortnite under, under the bus, but like have like the skins be accessible uh, to purchase no matter what, not like in the randomized event. Oh, I, that's I, just I, stupid. That's, that's one of the things I I don't like. Where it's like, oh, I want to get this skin, but but I don't get paid till next week or so. It's going to be gone by then. You know? Yeah, that's dumb. <laughs> they yeah. they do that so there's a sense of urgency with the skins, and it mm -hmm. convinces play like it it makes players that otherwise wouldn't buy the skin right. it makes them buy it because they're afraid it's gonna go away that's the only reason mm -hmm. they do that shit and and the skins in fortnite are ridiculously priced and i mean it's just silly yeah silly. i, I don't i don't want to see naruto hitting the quan <laughs> like come on i i i bought a resident evil skin just because of i love resident evil and i did it yeah. out of urgency <laughs> yeah it, I, i've been there too dude i spent hundreds of dollars on a league of legends account hundreds oh, of dollars like i don't play league of legends at all anymore but oh, dark <laughs> dark days for me dark days he has ptsd every time oh, yeah. his wallet <laughs> yep <laughs> hundreds of dollars so yeah uh overall i think it's fair to say we're both pretty excited for multiverses i think it's at least going to be a fun game and i'm definitely going to try it because it's free to play for sure oh, yeah um can't go wrong with that yeah absolutely um i do however really want to talk about the Xbox showcase next month. Um, this is, and tell me if I'm wrong here, do or die for Xbox. This needs to be, we, we need to have some substance here. We cannot have mm -hmm. another showcase go by with no Starfield gameplay. I am tired of seeing concept art. This game was originally supposed to come out <laughs> at the end of the year. We know it's delayed. We've only seen concept art and the developers talking about how cool the game is. Great. Show it to me. I would love to see it because the one trailer they released that that whole, oh, this is in in engine shit. You know, don't try to pull the Ubisoft one, two, three on us. We, oh, we know how that went with, with shit like Watch Dogs. Show us the game. It is way too like, obviously, this year's super disappointing for Xbox but they oh, yeah. could get some good press back with a good showcase. What do you think you need to see? Give me like what your big two or three things that Xbox absolutely needs to show at the showcase or like uh, a general idea. 
I think for the the most important thing is, uh, like you said, uh, I've been I've been thinking about this too. Like I said, uh, we need more gameplay showcasing. Uh, last year and probably the year before that, they've been doing the whole world premiere thing, and the problem, like you know, even though that's it's cool, even though it's cool to show people that hey, you got content coming, yeah. But at the same time, it's just without no gameplay or any element. You know, any demonstration, you know, everything can go, anything can just go up in the air. Yeah. Where's, I also think, where's Fabled? Where's Avowed? I mean, you, 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 right. You're having all these world premieres, years right. are going by, and we're still not seeing any gameplay. So what's, right. You gotta and start think, seeing that. And also, too, because like Microsoft, they did the whole big acquisition back in 2018 where they got, I think, Undead Labs. Yeah. Uh, what's the one? Um, Ninja the Theory. One becoming Ninja Theory, yes. Uh, that for for Ninja Theory, like at this point, we need a release date for it because we've been seeing a bunch of trailers about it since what two years now. You're talking about Hellblade, and, yeah, Hellblade, yeah. yeah, Hellblade, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. Uh, but we we need we need we need some confirmation of when it's coming. Basically, what Xbox needs to do for the most part is um give people hype and give people something to look forward to since Starfield and Redfall is not coming out this year since they're delaying it um also maybe they, they can talk about what they can do for their features on their xbox series x or anything in the future how to entice people in you know for gaming like game pass and stuff like that um they can show some trailers other than that there's really yeah not much what they can do other than hold, like, like like i mentioned only thing they can they need to do is show some gameplay for the for the most part, give some gameplay trailers, give some people an idea of what's going on, because I think that's one of the biggest problems for me as an Xbox fan, but also how an Xbox do their marketing and stuff. They always show trailers and you know they do these world premieres, world premieres, this and that, or trailers. It's like, all right now, like look at what Sony's doing. They give you guys some cool trailers, but they also give you the demonstration on the side too. Yeah, and you know they they need to give people something to engage their interest that's what it needs to be because i mean it's it's like we talked about last week it's yeah. a little bit ridiculous that we're going a whole year with no first party triple a or even double a games oh, and yeah. <laughs> we can't we can't keep going to present look i love game pass i'm not unsubscribing from game pass i play games yeah. multiple games from it every month but we can't keep going into these presentations and hyping up the value of Game Pass. We know exactly. it's a good value. We know it's a good value if you have a wide range of interests in game genres or you're open to trying new things. But yeah. your number one promise of day and date Xbox Studios games is not being fulfilled. And mm -hmm. you need to get the good graces and the trust of the gaming community at large back and a showcase is the perfect time to do it. June's the perfect time to do it. And with the Starfield and Redfall delay, I want to see Redfall gameplay too, damn it. I want to see both. We should see both. We 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 heard about Redfall last year. Last yeah. year's E3, they announced Redfall from Arcane Studios. Awesome. Massive mm -hmm. AAA game. That this is the shit we want from Xbox. We need to see oh, yeah. gameplay this year. It's delayed, cool. But I want to see playable. I want to see this game looking like a complete product, um, yeah. or at least being shown like it. Like it, 
I guess what I'm saying is we need to see it a certain distance along. I I, I don't want to keep hearing how good of a value Game Pass is. We need that right. shit because there are some people that just play AAA games. You know, we were talking about this before yep. um, we went live. It And I'm not one of those people, but I understand there are people like that. You probably know people like that. Mm-hmm. They need those AAA games to stay with Game Pass. They need Xbox Studios games. So right. I think you... I think you hit the nail on the head with with your description. Yeah. Um, what, how likely thing, do you think it is that's gonna happen? Oh, sorry. You go ahead. Uh, I, I want to say like you know because if I want to play like Devil's Advocate or you know some people say yeah. well they have they they have released games. Sure. It's just that they've been uh, multi plats for the most part as far as like uh, Psychonauts two, you know, and then uh, the Minecraft Dungeons. Sure. And it's some other stuff like yeah, but that was they, last they, year. They, right. What about twenty twenty two? It's like, hey, you know, they, they have released some stuff. It's like, yeah, but we're talking about, you know, stuff you can't get anywhere else but Xbox and PC. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. Obviously, every 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 Microsoft Studios game is going to be on PC too. But that's True. because PC is an Xbox platform. They, The same parent company owns the operating system that plays these games. So exactly. Xbox and PC, they're, it's like how Nintendo was making... Um, Wii U games and 3DS games. It is another platform for Xbox, and it's becoming another platform for Sony. Sony's becoming a Steam publisher, and good on them for that. I love to see that, but I agree with you. Um, Psychonauts 2, it it was also on PS4. It wasn't also on PS5, which was really weird to me. Um, Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, it was like it was just the PS4 version, I think, so you you didn't get to take advantage of next-gen capabilities uh, wow i'm not 100 percent sure on that but um again we know microsoft had a good 2021 how has the mm. management gotten so bad where we have nothing in 2022 that's what blows my mind and that's yeah. why this next conversation is or th- this next um presentation is so fucking important for them you know you know you know what was funny is like even i feel like even with you save it though <laughs> they, they, they have this thing where it's like oh man you know we ain't got nothing we'll, 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 we'll give you guys something to look forward to and they always do this stuff like i, I guarantee you what's going to happen at the presentation we're going to get an announcement that death stranding is coming to xbox now because of the whole time exclusive uh mm. deal with sony is going to end so they're going to you know we're going to look forward to death that death stranding you know what i'm trying to say death loop my, my apologies loop. y'all i was about death to say death... my apologies my apologies <laughs> i was going to disagree with you man <laughs> sometimes sometimes I, my words get you know mixed up but death, death loop, loop will yes. be the game that's coming to xbox because that whole deal uh bethesda had with yes. sony now that time exclusive thing is over with now it'll come to uh xbox and we it might have content that's new to look forward to or whatever so i could see that happening i don't know about ghostwire tokyo just yet maybe not nah, that probably last that'd be next year so yeah, that'd be next never mind year. that but um <laughs> i probably see that happening uh all these games that they, all these studios that they acquired since 2018, we might see some full gameplay announcements. Uh, which company is working on a Val? Is it Obsidian? I th- hmm. It's one of those companies. I mean, they 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 acquire Compulsion Games, sure. uh, In Exile Entertainment. They're responsible for the Wastelands. Ninja it should Theory. be Obsidian, right? Yeah, yeah, I think it's Obsidian. Okay. City Entertainment, Playground Games. Undead Labs, like this twenty eight, you know, twenty eighteen was four years ago. So we yeah. have to see something of what these guys been working on. I'm not going to worry about these people that's been acquired by you know 
uh, you know, Bethesda, because, you know, they they still got stuff they got to work out, too. But those people that were acquired in 2018 and people before that, yeah, they got they got to come up with something. They got to show some gameplay to get people interested. Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of leads us into our next news topic. Um, This was shocking to me. And I'll tell you why it was shocking. But basically, uh, reports came out that Marvel actually approached multiple gaming publishers for their oh, Spider-Man boy. IP <laughs> to publish a, to to create a Spider-Man game. And I think they approached Activision as well. Um, they approached Xbox and finally were able to make a deal with PlayStation. Oh, the, they they, ter- they I mean they they terminated their thing with Activision after fourteen. I think okay. Uh, yeah, that's what happened. They ter- they terminated because right uh, because of their games um, during you know before the twenty eighteen Spider Man came out the uh, the games Activision were producing for uh, for Spider Man for Marvel games uh, they haven't been received well. Yeah, basically they wanted they wanted stinkers. a game. Yeah, they wanted a game that was getting the same love like Batman Arkham was getting. Let's be real about that. Yeah. And, they ter- they wanted to terminate their contract and give Sony I'm sorry give Spider Man a new home and such and Activision was basically the people who worked at Activision were salty and says good luck finding your unicorn <laughs> and they did and Go they ahead. found it yeah um <laughs> so obviously we know um they found their unicorn with uh <clears throat> man who's the who's the game developer Insomniac jeez oh, Insomniac good lord <laughs> um that one slipped my tongue. Uh, yeah, so they found the unicorn with Insomniac, but Xbox was actually approached prior. And right. take into account, this was 2014. Exactly. We know what Xbox was doing in 2014. They were pushing the Xbox One as a $500 Connect required multimedia console play. that also plays games. And mm-hmm. Xbox told them, we want to focus on our own IPs, which... Under any other circumstances, I totally get. You have someone like Nintendo who's they they've they've built all their first parties of only original IPs. Right. But for Xbox to say they want to only focus on IPs when you could argue in 2014 video games weren't even their focus. That was <laughs> that was the Don Matrick era of Xbox. That was terrible business planning at 2014 Xbox One, where they were trying to get people to use their Xbox as a remote like a voice yeah. remote with 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 connect like right games weren't the focus so wh- how do you have the audacity to say you're trying to focus on your own ips you had rise son of rome and that was pretty much it and yeah. you want to focus on your own I, that's just crazy how badly that aged man you know um i did a take on that and i was saying that um depend it was depending on the time frame of it when that happened it could have been if it was like around when Don Matrick was leaving or whatever, and he just like fucked over the whole that well, not just him, but like the people were people who were working at Xbox at the time, they yeah. had a different mindset. They thought we were idiots and we we're just gonna go ahead and play games online through their, you know, online only DRM, which was like, hey, you know, we're Americans, we're not, you know, Japan, we don't have great internet like that. Okay. They they uh, thought the industry was going in a completely different direction than it was. Yeah, like, they were like, "Yeah, we're in the future." I'm like, hold on, Bucko, and we need you to, you know, come back to reality a bit. We we ain't there for we ain't there ready. Um, I think them. I said in my take, I, I think unfortunate as it is for them to turn down uh, Marvel games, I think they had. I think they did what they had to at the time because 
I mean, 2014 was a, was a crappy year for them. I mean, I yeah. can tell you how many games that came out that oh, really bad. weren't great. Uh, like, case in point, the Halo Master Chief Collection came out around 2014 in the holiday season, yeah. and it was abysmal at launch. It took five years for them to fix the entire game. I actually yep. did a video about that. Um, Microsoft, yeah, that's a great point, actually. Yeah, Microsoft at that point in time, I hate to be that guy, but they didn't really have no talent. That, they didn't really have... They got developers, sure, but the talent of what they had is not in the same vein yeah. as what Sony can produce. And and, and games games weren't their focus. They, yeah, the they, yeah. Management they, was often in La La Land with multimedia devices and your your one stop shop for for all your entertainment. It's like no, dude, we we, yeah. we want a fucking game console, and all that other shit should be extra and and like ten percent of the the energy you're putting into this. Right, and they were just focused on like Halo, Gears, Forza, and then yeah. all the other games that were published for them. They was like, "Yeah, we'll happily publish your game." And it's like, "Okay, that's cool, but that's but here's the problem: you don't have a you don't have a plan of what you got going forward." Yeah, and then, no like, plan. Yeah, and then what happened? Like Crackdown Three was abysmal at launch, Ugh. and then everybody was looking forward to that. Then and I personally was looking forward to Scalebound, and. I you know whatever happened between uh, Platinum Games and Microsoft, it still hurts. It still hurts my feeling to this day mm. when I think about it. I was we'll like, never man, know, this, dude. We'll never yeah, know. Yeah, you know, like this this could I was like this could have been the game that got the Japanese gamers probably interested in their brand. I don't know who who, who would have known, but like it, it, you know at, at that point in time, I just don't think Microsoft could make a game that looked like what we got now with uh, from Asami. I just couldn't see it. <laughs> yeah back then now um i it, mean and and again they they still have a lot to prove moving in i think right i think their best first party developer is the coalition and i actually mm -hmm. think that gears 5 is really underrated i think it, it's it's one of the probably one of the better games from last gen that i played i mean you want to talk about a game that runs in local split screen rock solid okay, on an true. xbox yeah, one s has a completely full-featured multiplayer suite, insane yeah. amount of multiplayer content, an absolutely kick-ass single-player and local co-op campaign with mm. awesome boss fights. Sure, the skiff parts where you're running around on that sand glider are really bad, but that's the only part of the, the entire Gears 5 experience that isn't good. I mean, that that game is stellar, and I think it's, it's very underrated, and I cannot wait to see what the Coalition does with Gears 6. I, I can't wait to see it. But like you said, we need yeah. more than that. And that's what makes this whole story fascinating to me. You know, I think also, too, like these these teams, because I, I said in my video, like if you look at these. Sorry about that. If you look at these um, developers, uh, like what Sony has, like Naughty Dog, Insomniac Games, Santa Monica Studios, um, Guerrilla Games, like these people have made different franchises. They don't like stick to a you know, a certain franchise for a long period of time. Right. They want to move on to new things. Like for Naughty Dog, it was Jack and Dexter, Uncharted, and then The Last of Us, and then maybe something else new in the future. And then Insomniac Games, it was Spider-Man, Ratchet and Clank, I think Resistance they did, I'm not entirely sure. But they always they always want to try and push for new ideas and stuff. So they gave people something to new and look forward to. And, you know, as, as cool as Halo is and Gears of War is, I think Microsoft needs to utilize these people or let people, hey, you know, let's try to do something different and give people something new to look forward to as well. 
because like you know it's it, as much as we get more you know new halos and stuff like that it kind of makes your brand seem very you know limited to like oh yeah it's, it's the same stuff it's like no you got to give people something new and new and give people something you know what i'm trying to say yeah give people no, something I new to look forward to <laughs> absolutely and i think again that brings us back to the you know the presentation coming up um we're probably gonna oh, yeah. have a lot to say after that presentation For but sure. um I still find that story fascinating and yeah. that kind of not really segues in, but, but this is another really fascinating news piece. We have uh, Norman Reedus accidentally leaked the development of death stranding too. And he did it in did an he? interview. He did. Oh no. Norman Reedus accidentally leaked the existence of death stranding too. So I have, I don't want to spend too much time on this. I just have a couple thoughts. Um, I haven't NDAs, played people. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't <laughs> played Death Stranding, um, but judging by the kind of video games I enjoy it, I'll say this. It really does not look like something I would enjoy. <laughs> would I try it for free? Yes. But based off of the gameplay videos I've seen, what my friends who have loved the game told me the gameplay experience is like and what the story is like. These yeah. are people that love the game. Um. I can't think of a game I would want to play less than Death Stranding. <laughs> I'm also not the biggest Kojima fan. Um, yeah, a, I mean, I don't, a... I don't mind him, but I think PT is the best thing, probably that I like from him. And that's yeah. a was a trailer. I I wish he would make another horror game, but you know, I'm not 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 a big Metal Gear guy. But that's that's besides the point. I right. think. I think the reason why this happened is because movie announcements and surprises are not a well-kept secret in Hollywood. Hollywood doesn't seem to mind when movies get announced really early or talked about early. It's not like video games where everything is so secret until you get a presentation in a big way where you can announce it. So I think Norman somebody, Reedus as somebody an actor, who has like great sources from yeah, somewhere exactly. Twitter. <laughs> yeah. So Norman Norman Reedus being an actor is probably just like, oh, yeah, I can probably talk about this. Right No, Sony's probably God. not happy about that. I'm I'm very disappointed that Kojima's working on Death Stranding, too. I, I wish he had moved on to something else um, so, to, selfishly. But yeah. what do you think? I, I need to. Well, the funny thing is I did buy Death Stranding. And I'll be honest, I, I felt I, I bought it based off of hype because, like, you know, I I, I do enjoy a few of Hideo Kojima's games. Right. I mean, he, Most his, people his, do. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people do. But um, when I played it, because I, you know, I didn't want to look at too many trailers because I wanted to play for myself firsthand. Yeah. But when I played it, I just, I just couldn't. I just, it took twelve hours for me until I actually like find someone and beat the crap out of them. Before I was like, yeah, this is great. But the thing about like going on these journeys and delivering things to people, it just reminded me of working at the delivery job at the time that I can't stand. <laughs> and if you if you're a delivery driver or a delivery person in general, and you play Death Stranding, this game will be torture for you. You don't you don't want something to remind you of where you work at. It looks so people, boring, man. <laughs> and then people rate you too and stuff like that. I was like, this this is too much like real life, man. No, turn it off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's actually funny from from that perspective uh, i didn't think of it that way but yeah. i mean honestly like i don't i don't want to get into shit talking a game i haven't played all i can say is that it doesn't look fun at all to me i would love to be proven wrong later but yeah. i just think it's funny that that it got leaked in the way it did 
I think um, I, I think from also too. Like yeah. I do want I do want to get back into it and, and and play it. Uh, like normally I don't like playing games. Uh, as, not 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 so often, but when new games come out and everybody's talking about it, like for instance, like Red Dead Redemption Two, everybody loves that game. It's one of the, it's one of the greatest Rockstar games that came out, you know, since GTA Five, whatever the case may be. I didn't play it not because everybody was talking about it, but it was just like I just, I, you know, well. Everybody was okay. Everybody was talking about it too much. We was like, okay, I don't want to play it. But then I played it two years later or so, and I actually have a newfound appreciation for it because I didn't mm-hmm. have to wear. I didn't, I didn't have to listen to Timmy or Dan talking about this scene. That's it's like I I enjoy it for what it is. There were no outside influence. I just played it. I got invested and I enjoy it. And maybe when I get back to playing Death Stranding, I can find something I like about it, or maybe my opinion still remains the same. Who knows? Interesting, yeah. Um, were you like that with Elden Ring? Did you get Elden Ring at launch? Uh, I did get Elden Ring at launch, and I didn't play it a lot like a lot of people did, and that's and that's because of a different reason because I get distracted by so many other games out there. No, yeah, I feel you. And and Elden yeah. Ring is a long game. Yeah, it's it's Elden, Elden Ring is an investment. So like one day, like my dad who plays games, he's like, "Yo, you need to play that game." Or you play you play Elden Ring, son. I'm like. I'll get to it eventually. When is eventually? Like I said, eventually. <laughs> when I have a gap in in what I'm playing, when, right, when there's a like slow I, period. Yeah, I was like, I'm a content creator too. I got to make content too for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Elden Ring takes up a a uh, a large portion of that time. I will say, yeah. I I enjoyed Elden Ring. I think I had yeah. a bit more problems with it than a lot of people did, but it, it's it's going to be a tough one to beat for my game of the year for sure. Oh, um, man. but we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get into our end of the year game of the year uh, podcast episode. So that's all we have for the news. We're going to get into our last segment where we're going to talk about what we feel is the best video game sequel of all time. Stay tuned coming up after this. Welcome back to our last segment. We're going to talk about what we feel is the best video game sequel of all time. Josh, I'm really interested to hear your thoughts, but I want to make a quick distinction. We're talking about the best video game sequel. So that means the best number two. This isn't just like we can't pick Dark Souls 3, right? That's not. Are we considering that a sequel or does it have to be just whatever the best follow up to an original concept was? Okay, I got you. Yeah. Okay, cool. So like Shrek 2 is a sequel and Shrek 3 wouldn't count. Mm-hmm. Is that is that what we're, what we're going off of? Because that's that's how I read it. Um, Because if we don't do it that way, I think things are going to get a lot more confusing. Um, okay. Because then make- you could you could consider any Smash game after Smash 1 a sequel. Rather than just melee. Yeah. It makes it a lot more focused. Yeah, I can. Yeah. I can try to do that. Yeah, we can can do that. Right. I want to make that distinction, um, which gets into my next point. This question would have been very easy for me to answer. (laughs) Um, I would have said immediately a link to the past. Best video game sequel of all time. No question. However, however. There is a game that came out in between The Legend of Zelda and Link to the Past, and it's called Zelda 2 and Adventure of Link, which is a very controversial Zelda game. Certainly not the best sequel of all time. So Mm -hmm. judging by the rules we just went over, 
Link to the Past is out of the running. So just for future reference, that would have been my pick. Came up with that in like 10 seconds. Link to the Past, ultimate fucking sequel. (laughs) Ultimate video game sequel. Sorry, though. (laughs) Out of the running. If you're a Castlevania fan, you got to stick with two. And I know you don't like that. Oh, my God. No, no, we don't. Um, I want to hear what what a few ideas you have for best video game sequel. And I'm sure we might have a few things in common. Uh, Because a few of these are pretty frequently talked about. So go ahead and give me yours. To to make it easy, uh, it'll be like the best sequel that's better than the original. That's to make make things a lot more easier and simpler. Um, I could say one example. uh, For me, uh, Batman Arkham City. Yeah. That, uh, for me, uh, they took everything that made Arkham Asylum great and then they just expanded upon it in a big way. Yeah. And, um, you know, the story, like, the gameplay itself is fun. The open world aspect is fun, too. The combat is a lot more uh, engaging, a lot more enemies to take care of, you know, compared to being cramped up in the island in certain yeah. areas and stuff. And not only that, the gadgets were cooler, the characters were cool, the Rose Gallery was amazing, even the, um, you know, we've seen the Bat family in there. It was, well, more like it was more so Robin, but anywho, it, it it was just great. What made not only was the experience was cool, but the story itself was just, you know, uh, it, it it was a great Batman story that could be up there with the comics and movies. You know, if we want to talk about the best Batman storytelling, you know, stuff like that. And even right. the ending itself was just they just did something that just kind of shocked not only the gaming world, but also people who read comic books and stuff that know about the Batman mythos. Yeah, that's like, that's they, tough to cross those boundaries. Yeah. Too. And, it, and not only that, Batman Arkham City was the game that kind of set the standard of what uh, superhero games in the open world should strive to be, if not better than going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's a tough one to beat. Uh, yeah. I want to go over a few of what I think the obvious picks are. Um, <laughs> Portal 2, Super Mario Galaxy 2, Super Smash Bros. Melee. I don't think yeah. you're you're going to disagree with me on any of those. I feel like Thanks. those are the low-hanging fruit and, and the ones that are frequently talked about. Half-Life 2. Even though um, Melee is a broken game. Sorry. It is, but it's it's <laughs> it was it was a really like at that level, it's got a lot of like, you know, I guess exploits. Um but Melee's cool because it's fun no matter like at at, at every skill level. And mm-hmm. they I mean, it was a massive boost to the roster, massive boost to the visuals. Um the the way it played was just such a advancement over the first I mean, Melee just is such an improvement over the first game. So oh, I agree. Those are a lot of like the really frequent ones, but I I wanted to give a pick that I think is less less common, I guess. Um I'm going to say Earthbound. A lot of people, especially stateside, Earthbound's a sequel. It's a mm-hmm. sequel, you know, in in Japan there's Mother 1, Mother 2 and Mother 3. In the states yeah. we have Earthbound Beginnings, Earthbound and unfortunately, no Mother 3. But mm-hmm. Yeah, Earthbound's a sequel, and I would throw that into the ring, certainly for best video game sequels. Earthbound, it's, it was like one of the first JRPGs that isn't in a fantasy setting. You're yeah. just a kid in a town with really weird shit going on. There's there's so much that game did that that makes it special. Um, it it really is like a once in a generation type game. 
uh, yeah. which is why I want Mother 3 stateside so badly. But I think that is definitely got to be up there for best video game sequels because it, it's a my, massive follow up. I think my friend would appreciate you saying that, too. Yeah, Earth, <laughs> Earthbound's a special game. Oh, also Un- Uncharted 2 was another common one. Totally forgot oh, yeah. about that. Um, yes, well, uh, oh, wait, my fault. <laughs> no, well, I was I was kind of curious what uh, if if you had any other games that kind of stood out as I can I can throw in some big like sequels. Old, older stuff. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Let's like, uh, Donkey Kong Country 2. Oh, my God. How the hell did I not think of that game? Yeah. Holy shit. Donkey Kong Country 2 was uh um like i played it recently i never got to play it as a kid but i played it when i you know i got older and i told my friend i was like yo this game it's unbelievable yeah i "I don't know why nobody's talking about this but this game is eerie and dark as hell it is the music (laughs) i I, um so i will stand by this that that david weiss who composed the donkey kong country games and also diddy kong racing is one of the greatest video game composers of all time what he was able to do with the super nintendo sound chip is mm-hmm. unrivaled i mean oh, it, absolutely. like he created like the you know in 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 the theme song in the first stage like the sound of birds in a, in a rainforest and and just un, unbelievable stuff that without yeah. question is one of the greatest sequels ever made that game is fucking perfect man you yeah. you find me a better game than donkey kong country 2 i yeah. i challenge you can't do it <laughs> no that game is so good man it's hard as shit too <laughs> yeah it, it, it's, it's it's hard and it's like they really they they get you with the cool music it's like yeah that's great but it's hard as hell my beat your ass. yep yeah like uh, i i yeah like i i experienced that i was like man it, when i was getting these conversations with my friend kuma and i'm like i don't know what is better than the first one or the second one but i was like man the second one is just a little bit better because of the music and then the uh, the characters of uh, Daisy and you know uh, Daisy and Diddy, they're like the best. Combo. Dixie Kong, Dixie yeah, Kong. Like, my bad. It's okay. Dixie, I apologize. Yeah. Apologize, y'all. I messed up. <laughs> oh, you mean Daisy from the Mushroom Kingdom? Yeah, yeah. Who's <laughs> not in Mario Strikers Battle League? Oh, big oh, controversy oh, there. <laughs> you know what? Uh, speaking, uh, yeah, like Dixie and uh, Diddy, they're like the best combo, and then. The replay value to try to find the true ending and then like yeah. fighting king k roll like it's like god damn, he has like the most badass boss music in that oh game. my god dude it, that that that's like a fucking masterpiece of a game and and it's oh, a yeah. shame that the third one wasn't nearly as good it's still a good vid like okay the third one isn't as good for donkey kong country standards because yeah. you have to take into account that donkey kong country one two returns and tropical freeze are like absolutely masterpiece platformers some of the greatest platformers ever made and then yeah. you have donkey Kong country 3 which is it's a good platformer it's just not <laughs> it's not a, that, it, it's it's the black sheep of the <laughs> of the group it um, was like you know I, i'll play you shame. but like he's like i'll play you but it's not you know eh, eh. yeah also fuck that lightning level in donkey kong country 3 if you've played donkey kong country 3 you know exactly what i'm talking about I wish I wish that lightning level a very die. Damn. It's bad. it's bad, dude. But yeah, um, still gotta, like like by regular video game standards, it's a good ass game still. This, this 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 might be very easy, but like when I played the Game Boy uh, Super Mario Land 2 was oh, my God, was better. 
not uh, many people. Oh, not right, many, right, right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Not many. Pe- not many people probably played it or talk about it much. But for for a Game Boy, if you look yeah. at game, you look at Super Mario Land One. Oh, compared man. to Super Mario Land Two. Oh, it's a big nine day difference. Look at the it's sprite like, sizes between those two games. The, yeah, the sprites. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it's it's just as good as any of those. Uh, the Super Mario Bros. game is fun. It's worth checking out. Um, definitely a great sequel i mean you're this is the first game that actually introduced uh wario actually yeah wario made his debut in that game but then after that game he had his own series afterwards yeah wow crazy the, my my then, favorite video game character yeah wario. there were some some gaming in, insider facts <laughs> yeah no awesome game and and you're right that's not um as often talked about because mm-hmm. normally when you're talking about like the 2d mario platformers obviously I certainly wouldn't say that Super Mario Brothers 2 is the greatest sequel of all time because it's a re it's a rehash of the game yeah, Doki the, Doki Panic. Yeah, it depends. It depends. Also depends on which version you're talking about. The Japan version. So you want to play the Lost Levels? Good luck playing that. <laughs> yeah, seriously, that game. That game is just like the thing about the Lost Levels is they just tried to make that game hard. They didn't give a shit about game design. Yeah, this, this this was like super. This was like trolls making hard levels on yeah. Super Mario Maker it's a Two before game. that. Yeah, yeah. It, that, that's that's all it is. It's because they're they're hard two D platformers that are still really fun. Like you yeah. know, but this is not one of them. Um, mm-hmm. so I said Uncharted Two, said Portal Two, Half Life Two, the obvious ones, Left for Dead Two. <sighs> It almost kind of feels like an update to Left 4 Dead 1 in a lot of ways. And Left 4 Dead 1 was already so solid. Mm -hmm. It's not like Left 4 Dead 2 is not that much of an improvement over Left 4 Dead 1, I guess. And that's something I look for for best sequels, because like Uncharted 1 is like, eh. And then Uncharted 2 is like, oh, shit. Yeah, night and day difference. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I I think what probably Left 4 Dead 2 would made it cool. Probably was the modding, the mods for it. Then it was uh, uh, the characters that also made it a cool experience, and uh, and, and the setting too, compared right. to like being in like in the. I, I, it, it was just same game. Yeah, it was just expanded upon better. <laughs> yep, I mean, pretty much just an expansion. It's yeah. really not that much different. So, yeah, um, you, from the you core had a concept. New set of problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much new new maps, and then they kind of fused into one game because then Left 4 Dead Two got the Left 4 Dead One content. Yeah, and then every other game wanted to do what Left 4 Dead was doing, and it's just like, oh my god, people. <laughs> yeah. Did you play Back for Blood? Just curious. I played it. I I played it for a bit. I didn't really like it. I didn't like the um, the whole like card perk system. I thought right. that was just weird, and then. We tried we 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 tried to get through it, but the, they made the game like so hard or whatever, and it was just, it, it just didn't feel the same. And then what made it crazy, there was a video on YouTube from like Crow B Cat, and he literally, and it just literally shows like the difference between the development and like uh, I like watched that Leopard, video, yeah, yeah, how Leopard Dead to play as far as shooting animations and so many different death animations. And you look at. Uh, back for blood and this is for the same devs too who who worked on that and it's like what the hell happened <laughs> yeah i mean that that can happen a lot um sometimes yeah. the same developers or the same um management 
doesn't uh, always yeah. transition. Because I remember, you remember the Xbox One game Recore? Yeah, oh, yeah. So <laughs> that part of the advertising for that game was that like, oh, we have one of the producers or one of the game directors from Metroid Prime working on this game. And you think, oh, shit, Metroid yeah. Prime. Whoa, yeah. wait a minute. We're talking about a generational god-tier fucking game. Yeah. And then, obviously, <laughs> did not turn out that way. But And obviously, mm. you know, one, one per it's, it's hard for one person to have that much of an effect on a game. But the yeah, same can be said for dev teams as well, especially when it's not all the exact same people. That's true. That's a, that's a very good point, yeah. I remember they'd say a record. It was like, yeah, KG Ifune, the guy responsible for Mega Man Zone. What? Yeah, it sounds like a star-studded cast. Mega Man, <laughs> Metroid Prime. You're you're pretty much poking at every gamer's interest right there. And you know, I'm not saying Record is a bad game. I I've played very little of it. Um, I'm just kind of talking about what the general reception of the game was like uh, after it came out. I'm not gonna sit here and say a game is bad if I haven't given it its due diligence. It felt like a game that that could have been cool back in 2005. That's a That's a good fucking yeah. If that was like yeah. a yeah, if that was like a GameCube or PS2 or Xbox original game, I can't yeah. say Xbox 1 anymore because right. they named god. You, you know, and you know what other game <laughs> You know what other game could have been cool back in 2005 or 2006? Uh. Crackdown 3. That's how that's I that's how it is too. I literally said that like, if this game came out for the 360 or 2005, it would have been a cool experience, but you, you know, it looked like a 360 game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just like it's just like no, like we we should be striving for more, not less. Yeah. <laughs> we should have regress. Dude, the car physics in that game are truly a sight to behold. Oh my god! Man. Yeah, that's that's pure regression. On, and they tried to sell us on uh, Terry Crews too. And I was mm. like, yeah, Terry Crews can't save this game, y'all. Yeah, you gotta gotta attach that star power to yeah, it. He was, yeah, he was like, yeah, we we sorry, like, sorry, we couldn't we couldn't put Terry Crews in uh, Overwatch uh, as that. What's that character's name? Doomfist. Yeah, we couldn't put him with Doomfist, but hey, you can have him in Crackdown Three. Yeah, hell yeah. I remember when there was a huge push to have Terry Crews' Doomfist. Um, oh, and I will say the direction that they went with Doomfist, I think, was good, though, for the voice direction. A lot more serious and sinister um, mm -hmm. for that character. So I thought I thought it ended up being good, but it was just, you know, it was one of those, like, funny Internet dreams oh, and yeah. petitions. like Kind of like Hugh Neutron getting into Nicktoons, the <laughs> Nicktoons fighting game. People were yeah. petitioning, including the voice actor for Hugh Neutron, to get him in the game. And now, in the next character pack, Hugh Neutron is a character, and Jimmy Neutron is not even in the game. So they added his fucking what? dad. Yeah, Jimmy's not in the game, but Hugh Neutron is. With ducks, his his wooden duck collection, and pies. <sighs> <laughs> what we, what's going on? what's what's going on hey man? i'm not complaining man i'm i'm a i'm a hue enjoyer okay i'm a i'm a hue believer <laughs> oh my god but people. i'm not i'm also not playing nicktoon so it's it doesn't mean one way or the other to me but it's yeah, like imagine playing funny. it's like imagine you won courage and cowardly dog in the game but they put useless in useless in <laughs> Hey, I wouldn't complain. He he he, he can use a ooga booga booga yeah. word. Stupid dog, it made me look bad. 
Booga booga booga. Booga his final his yeah. final move. Yeah, booga booga booga. So that um. Fun fact, Courage is actually my favorite cartoon show, I think. Um, Like, American cartoon show, I would say, Courage. Courage was one of the big things that got me into horror. Horror? Like, liking horror, yeah. I would say Courage the Cowardly Dog, um, those scary stories to tell in the dark books from my childhood. And then I got Resident Evil 4 when I was nine years old, and that, like... Playing Resident Evil 4 was one of the most life-changing... I mean, that... We're we're going to do a whole episode one day all about Resident Evil 4, and, and I can I'll see be- that being our longest episode ever, yeah. um, even, even yeah. in the distant future, because that is such... God, it's just such a perfect once-in-a-lifetime game. Yeah. And that changed and- everything for me, dude. I I I know exactly what you mean. It, it's 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 like once you play it for them, you you had to be there in two thousand five yeah. to experience yes. Well, how how great uh, Resident before you know was to the gaming culture because I, I had this talk one time. You know, people would say that like Resident before is an action game, it's not scary. And I'm like, let me that's uh, crazy. Let me let, let, let me let me pause. Let me stop it right now. If you're looking at it from today's standards, and if you've been replaying it so many times. Yeah, it's not as scary. Like it's not as scary as it used to be because you've been used to it for it. You've been used to it, and the same can apply for any other survival horror game. Absolutely, or like Resident Evil games prior to that. But let me, but let me, let me paint a picture of how this game started out. Okay, you started out going to this village. You have no knowledge what the hell is going on. You have like you know Leon just over yeah. the camera view. You get to aim at certain spots. Pers- here's here's the thing: perspective. You go into the cabin. You fight the first guy. He swings at you. You try to shoot at him. It's ve- it's kind of similar to Resident Evil One when you fight the zombie for the first time. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck are you supposed to do? And you're like, okay, cool. But this time you can aim anywhere on the body, which is very different, which is very innovative for his time. It's oh, visceral. Cool. There's nothing like yeah. that. And then on top of that, you get out there. You you know you, there's there's swarming. You know you get enemies swarming around the cabin. You jump up the damn window. Oh shit! There's like two or three more guys coming in with picks. You know with pitchforks and knives and everything else. They're surrounding you. You're like, what the fuck? You supposed to do? You get attacked. Your health bar is depleting. You kill those guys. You move on to the next thing. Then you get to the big part, the village, the main hub of the area. <laughs> yeah, that that is the <laughs> most fundamental part of that game because yeah, all all those things you described when that shit happens, the game does not Prince let up. up and not it, not in an action movie way like resident evil 5 and resident evil 6 but right. if, if you played that game at the time when it came out and and you know you played it i used to play in the dark yeah. alone like how you play a horror game and you play through that whole game and you and you tell me it's not scary you're yeah. bullshitting me you're yeah, bullshitting me Cause like remember you went you went to the town the village you ran to that one room and there's a cutscene and there's a guy coming with a chainsaw oh my and god there's, and they're trying to get they're trying to invade your house or whatever and you have to barricade your doors and everything you try to stop this from coming in and which which was influenced like the Call of Duty games afterwards when they did the zombie modes now you're jumping through windows you're fighting more zombies you're on the rooftop they're climbing the ladders are trying to kill your ass then you got to do it the chainsaw is coming at you. And it's just like, what the fuck? You're fighting this whole wave yeah. of enemies. You're running out of bullets. You're using your knife. You are literally fighting for your fucking life. And these motherfuckers are beating this shit at you. And then when that bell rang. Like, oh, where's everyone going? Bingo? Where, bingo. Bingo. <laughs> title card. 
Resident Evil 4, Boom. you was bugging if you say this game was not scary. Yeah. Look at it for 2005 standards. It literally did what Resident Evil 1 did, and they cranked that shit up to, like, to 100. Yeah. Like, this is perspective. Anyone said it's not scary for the time, you you was not Crazy. there. You, you weren't there when we played it back in 2005. You bugging. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I think you said it well, and I think your explanation touched on one of the facts that like why Resident Evil 4 is in the like should be in every conversation for greatest game of all time and the pacing of that game is unrivaled and I'm not even just talking about for 2005 standards right Put, put the pacing of Resident Evil 4 up against any modern video game and that modern video game comes up short God of War I would say is up there too yeah um there are some segments of God of War where I was like okay maybe not like there was a certain part in god of war where the you know atreus starts acting a bit differently yeah still don't still don't know how i feel about that part because of how quickly that change was handled i didn't think the pacing of that moment in particular was all that great but the game in general is is definitely up there um games like mario galaxy you know i bring that game up a lot but the game is the fucking Mona Lisa of game design, pretty much. It like for 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 level design, um, physics design, uh, just constantly changing up ideas, turning what you thought you were expecting on its head. Mm-hmm. It's up there. Um, but I I want to dedicate a whole episode to Resident Evil Four at one point because it's 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 just God, it's so good. Everyone needs to play it. And we'll talk about that when we when we come up to it. But we've we've certainly gone off topic here. I think we've talked about a lot of, of, you know, some of the greatest video game sequels, in our opinion. And, um, you know, we'll be curious to hear from you guys. And we're actually going to tell you how to do that. If you stick right with us as we move into our outro. gamers that about wraps it up for episode two uh definitely a much bigger episode than episode one but an absolute blast nonetheless um i just want to say a few things we did not touch on this at the beginning of the episode but um i wanted to make a point if you're not living in the states and you're listening you might not be aware of what's happening Uh, but we've recently kind of had an extremely tragic event happen in texas um we had another school shooting where I believe 14, 15 children and, and one teacher died. Um, and, you know, Josh, Josh brought up to me that we, we, we should really talk about this. Yeah. Not pretend like it's not happening. Um, but I want to be very clear. Talking about it and saying like, you know, prayers go out to the family, you know, my condolences for this. Um, Obviously, that's not enough. Yeah. I want to make it very clear my stance that we need to we need to get the people that are continuing to allow this to happen out of office. Yeah. Like that that should be with with every ballot cast in every every level of election at at every stage of government. We need to get the people that allow this to happen and are complicit to this out yes. of office because this yeah. will never, all the prayers in the world are never going to change 
what is happening here. I also want to uh, point out uh, as far as like, you know, if there's people that's been talking about, uh, you know, mental health and, uh, you know, you know, everything starts from the home. You know, I just want to say that one of the biggest poison in our, not just our country, but like in the world is like hate itself. Mm. And like hate can manifest in so many different ways. It can be from jealousy, uh, you know, fear, you know, we can, we can just name so many things. And a lot of people are taught, you know, hate, hate can manifest within itself. And there's just not enough love that's being spread around the world. You know, sometimes, you know, it starts from home for people, you know, their parents or people that, you know, not giving their kid any love or anything like that, the way they should be treated. And then they go into the real world or they dealing with people and, and people are not treating other folks with love and respect, you know, as a human being. And then, People, you know, this thing just manifesting themselves, and then I'm not saying this will, you know, that's what will, will led to this person wanting to did what did what they did to these victims who didn't deserve it. But we got to do better as society. We got to yeah. have a lot more love for. We got to have a lot more love for people too. And then for um, mental health, like if you're in a helpless situation, like you can't talk to nobody. And you, you know, like not even your own parents or anyone close to you can help you. I'm not saying you got to do religion or anything like that, but like definitely talk to a therapist. Talk, you know, there's there's people like BetterHelp that can help you. Yeah, BetterHelp is great. I'm I'm I go to therapy consistently. I I I think therapy is good for everyone, and I think that you know. Bring up mental health, absolutely. That that is one of the 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 facets that leads to this. But yeah. the problem is saying it's only a mental health issue when yeah, that's that's yeah, right. And obviously, I know that's what not not yeah. what you were saying. You were just adding no, adding not, additionally not, to that. Yeah, I was yeah, because like I want to speak for for people who's going through pain because we we don't know. I don't know exactly what the perpetrator, these people, or what they were going through. Yeah, and you know, sometimes you know. The, you know, what I'm trying to say is, it's just like a lot of people in this situation, we're all human beings. And all I'm saying is, is just that for people who are having these things, they want to do violent acts and stuff. We need that, you know. We need a way to help. identify that shit. We need to identify the threats too. And then also too, like you said about like the people giving like these speeches and everything, you know, these, these, these everything else. Like we got to stop that and take action too. You yeah. got to hit these people where, where it hurts the wall is the power because we got to let people, we got to make people understand that we're sick and tired of violence happening and no one does anything about it. Yeah. Someone and we're tired ti- and, and we're tired of like talking about it. And then we forget about it because the problem with our, you know, us as a, a country and in the world is just that we we're so used to so much bad stuff happening. We get numb to it and we just hope someone else can figure it out for us and it's like no it's up to us as the people to do something about it too and if you whether or not we don't know if you don't know too much about politics or anything like talk to someone who can help you understand you know to find you know the vote for the right people in office that can make some changes yeah go out there to make some possible changes too like there's go ahead (laughs) yeah i i hate even referring to this like as a political thing because yeah i i almost feel like it's so far beyond that like what what's happening Mm. that shouldn't be happening 
is exactly. you 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 have someone that like you described before you know who who knows what's going on in their head they they exactly. are in a crisis situation they're about to make a decision to go do something horrible how mm. the fuck are they able to get access to a weapon that's able to kill many people in seconds true how that 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 we we need to get the people that allow that to continue out they also too if like here in like texas where you can from what i hear like you can like with the law that was passed or whatever like you can go to any store ridiculous just pick up and pick up a gun with no background history none of the case whatsoever and just going about your day like it shouldn't feel like the old west <laughs> it really yeah. shouldn't and like, it really shouldn't it, it shouldn't and then and then when stuff happens, it's like, oh, we're sorry. We're gonna, like I said, we're gonna talk up to mental health where people want to blame video games as a cause. Like, like one thing's for sure, not blaming video games. Video yeah, games are that's... not the cause. Video games are not the cause for violence that's going on in the world. That shit gotta stop. That shit gotta fucking stop. Yeah, stop, because... stop using it as a damn scapegoat to escape from the real issues that yeah. you know that that you're not that you're not trying to face the music of. Because why are we not doing background checks? Why are we, you know, why, why are we turning, why, why are we treating human beings as if they're expendable? It's like, oh, it's fortunate for you. No, these, 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 these parents and these people, they got to go home every day and their loved ones are not there for yep. them. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah. And, 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 and then you chalk it up to like, Hey, you know, we are sending our, condone. no, fuck that. They're yep. tired of hearing that. You know, they're tired of hearing that. They want to see some changes so that someone else in their next of kin shouldn't have to face that. And that, and it's not just the school shooting, too, but it's also like what happened at Buffalo or, the church, or you know, the, the church as well with all the, you know, the Asian people being attacked, black people being attacked. All this is a, a, a unnecessary hate with racism and just sexism and everything else. Everything is just being taught at home. And it's just like this stuff, this cycle got to stop. It's like, you know, and it has to start with us. Yep. And there's, it's just, just like you brought up, it's a two pronged issue. Why yeah. we got to figure out why this kind of like insanely high levels of hate often as yeah. a trend, we can see hatred towards minority groups, hatred toward women, a distinct hatred toward, I think I saw a statistic like 80% of these mass shooters, like have identified like very misogynistic traits and mm -hmm. shit like that. Um, we, we got to figure out why that's happening, how to identify it so we can get these people out of society when we see that happening, and then also yeah. how the, how these people are able to easily get a firearm is appalling. And, you know, I, I jo, like just like Josh said earlier, um, it's it's really like we're not trying to say we know better, but as as a as a generation um we are tired of it and yeah we we want to make it very clear that yes this is a video game podcast but we're not going to pretend like that shit does not happen and no. if if you know if it's not something you want to hear about um i'm sorry to tell you well i'm not really sorry to tell you but this is just how it's going to be when 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 something like this happens we're going to at least bring it up. We're not going to pretend yeah. like it's not happening that's not how things get changed so i just wanted to make that clear josh Thank you for, yeah. um, you know, making some great points there. I just wanted to make that clear for everyone listening. And I, um, and I just want to say, I mean, they, 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 they cut yeah, you off, go but, for like, it, man. But the, you know, because we, we we might have some people that's gonna might have an issue with it. But like, 
for the people who are saying this is being woke or anything like that, this is nothing. To, this has nothing to do with you know being fucking woke or anything yeah. like that. This children is, are dead. This is this is a human rights issue. Yeah, That's children are dead. This, this is this is a human. If 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 you're you know if you're for you know equality for everybody, and you want everyone to be treated as equal, and you want everybody to get the same kind of justice, you know, just like justice and everything else, like you have to do your part to fight for it too, because. Yeah. It's, you, know, you, you shouldn't have to wait till one of your loved ones get attacked and then you want to take advantage and take advantage of it. like no like we, we got to stop being numb like yep. go you, you can look up this interview uh this uh the golden state uh the golden state warriors coach i think his name is steve kerr if i said if i said it correctly i he think gave, correct he, yeah he gave a speech about it and his and his um i don't know if it was his, 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 i think i believe i heard, I heard that his father was assassinated and he was a person you know and he and he and he, you know He's a person that went through it and he was saying, we got to stop being numb about it, which is mm-hmm. true. Everything you said, like I, I advise everyone to go check out his speech and, 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 you know, and take, you know, listen to him, find the right people, find the right people. Uh, that's, you know, that's going to look out for your best interest so that we as a country and we as people around the world shouldn't have to worry about, you know, going outside and wondering if it's our time next to get shot. And, you know, for, you know, for no reason, like nobody should have to go through life in fear, you know, that, that, that it, sh- it shouldn't be that way. We shouldn't, we got to end, we got to end, we, we got to be the change. Yep. We got to get these people out. 100%. I, I yes, 100% agree. Um, switching gears. Uh, I just want to say, if you've been listening up to this point, thank you very much. Um, we should probably get into the habit of mentioning this at the beginning, but if you have any comments, yeah. any questions, anything you might want us to read on the podcast, you can email us at timeattackgamingpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we are going to be checking that a lot more frequently, so feel free to hit us up there. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, uh, you can find me on TikTok, BigGaming64. I make lots of horror videos. Um, we do some news videos, some gaming opinion pieces. Just kind of generally have fun there. Uh, you can also find me on Twitch at BigGaming64. And Josh, where can they find you? You can definitely find me on TikTok as well. My name is Josh, uh, at Josh Statics, uh, J-O-S-H-S-T-A-T-I-X. And um, I do a variety of content on TikTok. I talk about video games, a uh, little bit of movies and comic book stuff as well. But I just do... A variety of topics based on you know what i love talking about and what's going on in the world and i also have a youtube as well and twitch that i will soon be getting back to as well so you can you can type in my name josh statics anywhere whatever platform you love and you'll find me there right uh, i know on your tiktok you recently did a a drinking a sprite challenge that you tagged me in and yeah apparently the challenge is to down an entire sprite without burping <laughs> And yeah, I can tell you right now that's not possible. <laughs> I did it, and I will never do that again. It's and painful. No. It hurt. It hurt like hell for me. I will never do that again. I was like, Air oh my pressure. god, what have they got this man doing? Who tagged you in that? <laughs> it was this guy named Dark Zero. Oh he my said, lord! And I was like, fine, I'll do it. And I was like, I said, I told myself years ago I wasn't going to do no more challenges, and look yeah. what I'm doing. <laughs> doing a challenge all right well guys thank you so much for listening up until this point we've had an absolute blast and we will see you next week on the time attack gaming podcast thanks